Hello and welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope Harry and this is uh, the Blasphemous Pope Podcast. Sermon number 50, No One Is Coming to Save You, number 27, Old Bob. Now before I get into the housekeeping notes that I normally do in this part of the segment, I just want to put a little disclaimer out there. This is uh, going to be a woo-woo type of sermon here. There's going to be a lot of mental gymnastics that I'm going to be asking you to do uh, if you want to listen to the rest of this. Uh, If you don't, if this is not your cup of tea, I understand. I I do get it. Um, However, this uh, podcast is going to be dedicated to one of the biggest promoters of Discordian um, School of Thought, Mr. Robert Anton Wilson, and uh, uh, how he came about, uh, well, how his thoughts really relate to what I have to say about existing in a world that uh, is changing very fast and not moving in a way that you may may appreciate it. All right, let's put it that way. So let's get to the housekeeping notes. First and foremost, the Friends of the Blessed Pope podcast. We have Real Liberty Media at reallibertymedia.com. Donovan Meter, Amy Lynn Russell, Moose Girl at their still unnamed uh, future production that we're waiting on any type of word on. Star O'Hara at Extremist Being Awesome. The schedule for August is up and Star is looking for other people to host sessions. If you want to get into the Extremist Being Awesome thing for uh, free, she is willing to trade hosting for uh, hosting a time slot for uh, admission so if that's something that's interesting to you you could go down to the link go to her Substack, and reach out to her about that and i'm sure she will be happy to hear from you uh the master of the dark arts of marketing mr nathan frazier uh, my close personal friend uh Christy Caruana, that's a Culinary Institute of America graduate, has a food blog called The Salted Sicilian, and um, there is a podcaster here on Spotify for Podcasters uh, with her wild little podcast. Uh, The links for that stuff is all in the description. Uh, If you wish to become part of this uh, very exclusive list of people, you have to become a listener supporter at this point in time. Uh, for as little as 99 cents a month, you can uh, get your name on this list. If you have a project going on that you want to get a shout out to, that can go on this list as well. And um, that's how I'm handling that. The listener support uh, uh, link is on the, on the page. Socials. You can reach me via socials. All the social media links are also on there on the page. And um, if that's not your bag and you need to go to the to my website at harryfelka.wordpress.com to see any links or see any um, uh, images, if I mention them in, in any of these podcasts, that's usually something that happens with the meditations more than more so than the sermons, but. You never know. It could happen. Uh, that's the webpage I'm referring to, harryfelker.wordpress.com. And if you wish to have a conversation with me personally, I do have a Discord. The Discord link is in the description as well. And you can reach out to me personally. If you want to have a one-on-one chit-chat, we can do that. And if you think I'm wrong about something, I am more than willing and happy to receive feedback. 
Now, with that being said, let us get to the meat and potatoes, shall we? <clears throat> uh, Robert Anton Wilson. I could do a whole giant biography about how his, when he was born, he was named this, and then he changed his middle name to that. Uh, none of that stuff is really important. Um, it's boring minutia. There are small fragments of the point in his life story, you know, in, in you know how he became um, the man, the myth, the legend, Robert Anton Wilson. Um, they, the fact of the matter is, is that his impact on counterculture and his impact on uh, the culture of, I would like to call it weird, <laughs> is, is unparalleled. And the fact of the matter is, is that there are references to his work, to projects he's been a part of, all throughout pop culture, and they don't even know it. That's that's how immersed into um, the whole messaging that he that he has made himself, uh, and that's not necessarily 100% his doing. That's just the doing post uh, posthumously, for the most part. You know, most people they they experience a little bit of it. They don't really know where it comes from. They don't dig into it. They just go, "I like this thing. It's kind of weird. Let me put it in my my piece of work," and then there it is. Um, one of uh, the funny things is, especially speaking of Discordianism, which is something that Robert Anton Wilson supported heavily, um, in old Bugs Bunny cartoons, uh, there was a cartoon where Bugs Bunny is reading a book, and he's reading The Principal Discordia, which is the book uh, for, uh, for the Discordians, for that school of thought. So that's just an example. That's like, that's like an in-your-face example. If you know, you know. But it's an example. Um, now, more importantly than than his life story, than than all of this other stuff, is to really talk about how he was a very weird man living in a very weird time. Now, when we concern ourselves with um, Eastern mysticism, uh, esoteric knowledge. Uh, rituals, ritualizations, um, all of that type of stuff. Generally speaking, most people can name a few names right off the top of the bat from uh, the 1960s, 1970s, and early 80s. People like Terrence McKenna, uh, Dennis Leary, uh, not Dennis Leary, Timothy Leary, <laughs> and uh, and Alan Watts. Um, these guys, they do they do contribute very very much to the whole idea of counterculture, weirdness, mysticism, all of that stuff. They they contributed and they did really good contributions. But they are the getting your feet wet. Um, they are not for people who are looking to deep dive. Excuse me <laughs> into the uh, into the waters of this, so to speak. When you don't know anything, if you come across Terrence McKenna talking about his machine gnomes, or you're talking, come across Leary talking about um, heightened consciousness due to acid, or you're talking about Alan Watts and how you can transcend reality through meditation. Those are things that are pretty easily accessible to the average person. When you really want to get weird, though, and when you really want to dive deep, you are 
the first person you're going to encounter is going to be Robert Anton Wilson, because since the uh, 40s, 50s, he has been literally the biggest influence on modern mysticism since Crowley. Uh, Crowley being, you know, from the the early 1900s, you know, uh, so. Um, when you when you experience uh, Robert Anton Wilson uh, through books, through media, there are there are videos. There are videos that were put together by people that are kind of slap chops of uh, a lot of different speaking engagements. There's media of workshops that he did, like audio and video, where you can actually hear and see what he's saying, what he's talking about. Um, all of that stuff. He often mentions Crowley's work because Crowley was heavily influential in um, the ideas that that Robert Anton Wilson um, enjoyed or, or engaged in or pursued. Um, you, if you do read any of Robert Anton Wilson's books, a lot of them talk about engaging in exercises and rituals from Crowley and from Crowley's. Uh, uh, books from Crowley's conversations and discussions um, as consciousness expanding experiences. This is the the drug-free methodology. Not that there were not drugs involved in Crowley's time and not that Crowley did not do drugs himself, but these are things that you can do without drugs. These are like near Eastern mysticism stuff that Crowley had learned. Um, and there's, there's, that is where the, the foundation for who Robert Anton Wilson was to become started. Um, we're going to fast forward to the mid-50s. Uh, the mid-50s is where the Discordian quote-unquote religion began, and that is pretty much where we find Bob um, championing this this idea. Uh, the Discordian uh religion as it were is the is the belief or well the understanding that order and disorder are illusionary and they are constructed by the human mind they are not something that you find um, when you look non-objectively or or when you look objectively because objectively nothing exists there's no there's no shared reality there's none of that is real and and we'll be getting into more of that in a bit um, Bob did do a lot to launch the idea of Discordianism into uh, public knowledge. Uh, and one of the things about Discordianism that Bob had always been a part of, or Robert Anton Wilson had always been a part of, was the fact that uh, he was a mystical agnostic. Um, and what that means is that he's agnostic in all things. You know, um, a great quote by him is, uh, belief is the death of intelligence. I don't believe in anything, but I have many suspicions. Uh, there's, the reality is, <laughs> as odd as it says to sound that, say that, is that he understood that um, the way he views the world is completely different from the next person and completely different from the person after that, and completely different from the person after that. And sometimes those way, ways in which we view the world, they intersect, and we, we come to agreements there. But that's not, that's not how it always happens, you know? Um, so, um, the, the whole idea behind 
Discordianism, especially the one that endeared uh, Robert Anton Wilson to it, is the the idea that objective truth is is automatically false. That each and every conscious individual produces their own reality, um, and and this is very important. This is pretty fundamental because it requires everybody to understand that they themselves are subject to their own programming, and their own programming builds a reality around them that doesn't change.、Um, and it takes work, and it takes. A lot of work to break free of that programming to start changing your worldview to a different worldview.、Um, some people can put out very eloquent arguments for certain things, and they're just never going to reach some people because there's no the the people they just don't have the methodology or the mentality to break their own internal programming. And this is that whole belief、uh, is the、uh, is the death of intelligence. Um, that's one thing that we can always say about Bob is that he valued intelligence over everything else.、Uh, being an intelligent person, having a, a a flexible mind in order to wrap your mind around the ever-changing world around you,、um, was very important. Robert was a was a futurist, so he 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 was one of those people who was like my. Who would say something like this? Like my favorite conspiracy theory is that everything's going to turn out all right, <laughs> and and that's 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 a definite. Not that it's a quote from Robert Anton Wilson. It's definitely something that he would say. Um. So, the the understanding here,、um, the takeaway here,、uh, where Robert、uh, Robert Anton Wilson、uh, and Discordianism. Really align is that he he's always held on to this idea that the fundamental root of reality is the individual,、um, and that whether or not、um, you share reality with other people,、uh, that is completely irrelevant because their reality isn't real to you.、Um, another quote from from. Robert Anton Wilson is reality is what you can get away with. If you can't get away with it, it ain't real. And that's that's a summation of that. That's going to segue us directly into something called reality tunnels. So,、um, in the eighties,、uh, I think in the seventies when he started really like talking talking about this, but in the eighties、uh, uh, he had a discussion that had been recorded and had been. Reproduced on on uh, media uh, about reality tunnels. And basically, the whole idea here is that you have this tunnel. That's that's the encompassing of your reality. All of your beliefs create the walls of this tunnel. Anything outside of that tunnel isn't real because it violates whatever beliefs you have. Now, these tunnels they are small and as large as. You allow them to be.、Um, you know,、uh, you're only you're only as large as as much you love, and you're only as small as what you allow to annoy you. Is is another Anton,、uh, another Robert Anton Wilson quote.、Uh, the the reality is is that you can't 
necessarily experience outside of your reality tunnel, but sometimes reality tunnels intersect. One of uh, one of my favorite uh, videos, one of my favorite discussions from Robert Anton Wilson is uh, he talks about who is the master that makes the grass green. As much as I know, he's probably blowing smoke up people's ass about how it's like the first question of Zen Buddhism, but um, it is a compelling question because the minute you start thinking about it, um, well, I'm the person who's objectively who's uh, subjectively experiencing reality. And in as much as I'm uh, experiencing this reality, we we then have to then we then have to think, okay, but what type of green is it? Is it Kelly green? Is it blue green? Is it aqua green? Is it uh, uh, green green? Is it jungle green? And then, the, if you ask the next person, are they going to give you the exact same answer? If you ask them independently of one another, are you going to get the same exact answer? If you put 15 color swatches in front of somebody, and they're all slightly different shades of green, and you go, "Which one is the color of grass?" You are going to get 15 different answers from 15 from 15 different people, most likely. I mean, sure, there is a chance that there may be repeats, but the the uh, the fact remains is that how we experience reality is completely subjective to our nervous system. What our consciousness has experienced and that is literally the principal understanding of where discordia roots itself is that any type of order outside of our bodies and our our experiences any type of disorder outside of our bodies and our experiences is completely illusionary we made it up everything is made up i mean language is completely made up I think that's、uh, a fair say, statement to say that we we don't、uh, we don't really contribute much to the extent of reality. We just experience it, and then we filter those experiences through our consciousness and decide whether it's good or bad, whether it's order or chaos, whether it's、uh, blue green or Kelly green, and. That is all in line with our reality tunnel, our operating systems.、Uh, you know, to to take the the living computer、uh, analogy there. You know, our culture is our operating system. I, I believe、uh, I believe it was Terence McKenna who said that one. Who was talking about that one? Is that our culture is our operating system, and in order to change our operating system, we need to、uh, expand our consciousness outside of. What our culture allows,、um, you know, and this this can take place by traveling and and viewing, experiencing different cultures, and immersing yourself in these cultures and and taking yourself out of your own culture. But you know, there's also that shortcut. <laughs> so, you know, we we、uh, we understand that that that's that's always a possibility. That's one of the reasons why the counterculture was so important. Uh, when it did happen,、uh, because it was at that point in time that we understood、um, that well, the weird folks understood that everything is made up. Like like our entire culture is made up. Every, all the rules they're made up. Everything is made up, and it's easy to slip out from under that、uh, if you do something to your consciousness and and. 
the, the methodology that was used throughout the 60s and 70s, I, I believe we all understand, was absolutely doing lots and lots of drugs. There were other experiments done, you know, sensory deprivation tanks. I mean, there's a list of things that were done. Um, uh, Alan Watts talks about, you know, how humans do wondrous things to reach transcendence, like they'll drink water up their anus, and and everyone chuckles at it, but he's not wrong. Like everybody finds something to do to try to get out from their own little tiny reality tunnel, uh, and. That is an important thing to to be able to experience outside of your cultural program, experience outside of your reality tunnel. That is that is where human empathy really comes from. Is you can't really look at things from another person's point of view if you can't reach their point of view. You can look at someone else's situation and look at it through your point of view. That's easy to do. You go, okay, well, this is that situation. If that happened to me, I'd be blah 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 blah. But you can't really look at it from their point of view. Like when I say, well, you know, I was really disappointed at blah 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 blah. blah. You can all go, oh, I can see how that's disappointing, but you really can't see how I feel. The the frustration, the anger, the whatever, the whatever it is that I'm feeling, you can't you can't even understand it. You can't begin to understand it because you can't see the world in the same eyes that I do.、Um, One of the、uh, most profound things is when you look at artists, and I'm not talking about the ones nowadays. I'm talking about、uh, Van Gogh,、uh, Rembrandt. You know, if you if you look at Picasso, for example, you look at the art of these people. You're looking at how they see the world, how they see reality around them.、Um, uh, there's a, a painting by Picasso of a cat. If、uh, if you're looking at that, you go,、uh, sorry.、Um, Uh, yeah, Van Gogh,、uh, a painting from Van Gogh of a cat, and you, you, if you're Van Gogh, a cat looks like that. That's what a cat looks like to you.、Uh, and if you're not Van Gogh, that's not what a cat looks like to you. And and we have to understand that our realities are completely different, even though we all exist around each other. Like one of the things.、Um, I like to tell people when they when they do ask me what the hell I'm talking about is way back when there was a there's a game called Team Fortress and they had a commercial and they were all talking about this one guy who runs around with a flamethrower and he's super disturbing to everyone else in the game like、uh, I'm not afraid of anybody but I'm afraid of that guy and you know he's sitting there and he's Torching people alive and and stuff like that, and that's what he does in the game, and and it's it's not a great time for anyone that isn't him. And then it flashes to what's going on inside of his head, and inside of his head, he's seeing you know rainbows and sunshine and unicorns, and you know he's he's bopping a unicorn on the nose while he is furiously punching an opposing team member. This is this is. This is what it's like, really. You know,、um, another. You know, I'm 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 gonna quote Rob、uh, Bob again. A sad man lives in a sad world. A happy man lives in a happy world. An angry man lives in an angry world. That's that's the reality of it. You're creating your entire reality around you.、Uh, if you are looking at 
things to be a problem, you're going to find problems. If you are looking for things to be great, things are going to get better. Um, I'm not one of those big woo-woo manifestation guys, but uh, I do have to say this, you know, and I said this back in the in the beginning when I talked about living a life of gratitude, is if you start being grateful for everything that everyone does, even if they're supposed to do it, you're going to have a more positive outlook on your life and on the future. You know, um, when when someone go when I say, "Hey, I need you to get this for me," and it's their literally their job to do it, like like the company we work for pays for them to go and grab clean dishes and bring them to the line for me because I cook for a living, right? Um, I still say thank you. And, you know, and that's that's all day. When someone says, hey, I need that plate, da-da-da-da-da, I make the plate, I hand it to them, I say thank you. And, and I live in a world where everyone's thankful for my, my existence in, in it as far as how I intersect with their lives. Um, and, and that's because a thankful man lives in a thankful world and a thankless man lives in a thankless world. So that's something for you to chew on, something for you to think about that maybe possibly as much as I am not a very woo woo type of guy, maybe this is something that you really should, um, think about when you're looking at the world and you're looking at that news and you're looking at how horrible it is and you're looking, oh my God, this is another psyop. Maybe possibly just tune that stuff out and start focusing on what's important to you, what what's going to make you happy, what's going to make, because no matter how, how many times you slice it, the world being free is not going to make you happy because the world being free is not going to give a shit about you. So at the end of the day, Think about what makes you happy. Think about what your passion is. Think about the things that you want to pursue and enjoy those things while you're preparing for the potential worst that could possibly happen because those things that you're doing are going to make the struggle that you're going through easier or possible is even a better word for it, I suppose. And that's something... um, that we really need to take away. So I guess we started talking about Bob or Robert Anton Wilson. We ended up talking about manifestation. That's by far the most raw thing that I have managed to do. But I'm going to go with it. So I want to thank everybody for coming. I want to thank everybody for listening. I greatly appreciate all of you. Um, if you uh, if you like this, if you want to keep listening, absolutely subscribe. If you want to support us, you want your name read off at the beginning of the, every sermon, you know, hit that uh, listener supporter button. And um, I will come at you next week. Bye.